welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I'm Luke Cohen. I'm Ollie Davis. Welcome back. It's great to be here. Yeah? Why did yeah. you leave? Well, because Dan's so good. <laughs> he is so good, but he's also so cool because he's yeah. flown off to America. It's the second time this year he's done this. Why does he go so much? Oh, he's a busy boy. He's a special boy, isn't he? But what's he going out there for? Because he could just be going to, you know, Disney World. Well, he's told me he's going there on, on business. Uh -huh. But I think there is every chance that he's just gone to check out the sites, check out the locations, yeah. go to Disney World for the day. Makes it, like, to us it sounds like he's this jet-setting business guy, mm -hmm. huge Hollywood star. Really, he's just going to check out the sites. Or he's, go he's actually discovered the Fountain of Youth and he's going there just to replenish himself. Mm -hmm. Cheaper than getting Botox, maybe. Um, because that's how he looks so young and youthful all the time, even though he's actually only a handful of years younger than I am. He goes there to find the latest cutting-edge technology in low necklines for T-shirts. <laughs> he goes there to find the latest threads for cardigans. He goes there to find the exact perfect colour of bleach <laughs> for his hair. Anyway, let's get into the main show here before we rag on Dan a bit too much. Um, we're going to be talking. That was complimenting Dan. It was all compliments, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic Con this weekend. Mm. Some of the rumours that we may hear from it. Uh, anyway, here is the show. We're going to kick things off today talking about this weekend's Comic-Con. So, always an exciting time. This is the first in-person Comic-Con for a while. Bear in mind, like, the last time we had an in-person Comic-Con was when they were announcing Phase 4. Like, that was Marvel's big thing. And he dropped that little tidbit where he was like, oh yeah, we're going to do the Fantastic Four. And I was like, what? You're just dropping this into conversation? Kevin Feige Columboed it, didn't he? Like, walked off, just one more thing. The Four! Yeah, well he didn't even do that. He literally was like, look, there's movies here that we haven't even announced yet. Like, you know, Fantastic Four, what we're doing with mutants. But here's Blade. And <laughs> <laughs> no I was like, screw Blade! Tell me about the Fantastic Four! I love Comic Con so much. It feels like everyone else is excited for in-person World Cup finals or in-person wrestling shows. I forgot how much I love in-person Comic Con. Now, I know you are very excited for in-person Comic-Con. Can I tell you about something that I know you're also going to be really excited for? Because Marvel, they're going by deadline, aren't going to be doing a lot at this year's Comic-Con. Who needs them? Because, well, wait for it. Because they might show you like the first look at Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but they're saving all of their stuff for the in-person D23, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I know. It's one of your favourite events. Love that too. I love anything where a lot of movie news is announced in a short period of time. Because I reckon at D23 is where we're going to get Fantastic Four. Like, this is what Deadline said. Where we're going to get stuff we haven't seen, specifically the Fantastic Four reboot, Blade, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, and, this is an interesting one, The Mutants. Uh huh? Yeah, they've just written here, The Mutants. I misread it at first as New Mutants. I was like, that film's still not released. And then <laughs> I forgot I saw it at the cinema two years ago. I wonder if they're just saying, like, here are our plans for The Mutants. Because there's a bit in uh, Miss Marvel where they essentially say there's a mutation within your DNA and the mm. background goes... Dee -dee 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 -dee. And I'm seeing, like, they're using that as like a bit of a motif thing. So Seen that in Doctor Strange, of course. Exactly, yeah. So maybe there'll be something around that. Anyway, but we're not here to talk about Marvel because they're not going to be showing stuff 
uh, at San Diego Comic-Con by all accounts at least according to the deadline. However, DC, on the other hand, yes! are going to be showing off because oh! you do prefer DC to Marvel. It's much better than Marvel. Because <laughs> they're going to be showing off Shazam, Fury of the Gods. How good was the first Shazam oh, it's movie? Such a, it's so much better than it had any right to be. It's got lost in the sort of annals of superhero movies because, you know, it's that awkward transitionary phase. Like, but I, Marvel do phases of... Stories. I think DC do phases of transitionary periods. <laughs> yeah. Phases of plans. Yeah, here was like the awkward transitionary period from Zack Snyder's verse to this new one. And that's yeah. where Shazam felt. But it's a it's a really good film. A lot of heart. So anyway, they're going to be showing off Shazam Fury of the Gods. And they're also going to be showing off Black Adam starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Interesting they're going for those two movies. Of course, Black Adam is Shazam's big arch nemesis. Yeah, we may get some stuff around Aquaman as well, Aquaman 2, and maybe some stuff around The Flash because, I mean, both those are out next year, so mm. maybe they'll just focus on the ones we're getting this year. But what well, the other interesting aspect of those is those are also the two movies that are rumored to feature Henry Cavill's return as Superman. Superman's also rumored for Shazam. Well, but he was in Shazam 1, he's in the post credit sequence. You don't see his face because there's that story in the movie was like, oh, I know Superman. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And the kids believe him and then Superman shows up at the end like uh, for school lunch and stuff, right? But you don't see his face. So he exists within that Shazam world, which means he also exists in that uh, Black Adam world because Black Adam and Shazam are going to collide in a future movie. That'll be interesting to kind of retcon in because if it's Henry Cavill's Superman, who I, I think we all kind of assumed was not the case anymore. Yeah, there have been sort of like rumours and like I think he has said in some interviews and stuff, but having said that, I think Henry Cavill says it in all interviews, like, hey, I've got the cape in the closet. Cape's in the closet if I need it. Yeah, he definitely seems like a, a holdover from the last period, but I thought he was a very good Superman. Yeah. If he is going to play that role here, is this a new continuity? Or is, does this mean like Ben Affleck's Batman is functional I, in this universe? I think so, because in Shazam is part of the DCEU. Mm. Like they make very overt references to Batman, Superman. Like the Batman stuff that he's got, the Batarang that he's got is Ben Affleck's Batarang. So like it's very much, it's within that world. But with Black Adam, as we've seen in the trailer, it's like, oh yeah, everyone's here by the way. Here's Hawkman, yeah. here's the Atom. So, yeah, I did. it feels like those, Black Adam particularly, that those characters have been around for a long, long time. Yeah. But maybe Black Adam's more in a... It seems more dystopian, like it's in the future a bit more. Maybe. I don't know like where we're going with Black Adam. I mean, aside from the fact that The Rock went to Warner Brothers and said, I'd like to play Superman. And they said, you can't. Henry Cavill's already playing. And they're like, who's the closest you've got <laughs> to be playing Superman? Well, Black Adam, I guess. Well, we had a... He, he posted out a scene from one of the comics... Uh, a couple of years ago, I think, where it was Superman facing off against Black Adam. Because they're very similarly powered characters. That's his dream, yeah. is to be able to do Black Adam versus Superman. So there's every chance that The Rock, with the power and sway that he has got, sat down with the Warner Brothers executives and was like, here's what I want in my movie. Henry Cavill as Superman, and we can have a stare down for the post-credit sequence. Let me tell you about WrestleMania. <laughs> I did this thing with John Cena where we announced it and then we built to a match and then we did a rematch. That's it. You tried it with Batman v Superman, uh, but you did it wrong. So let me book the next four years of DC main event draw matches. Are we saying that's the new phase of DC? It's the rock era. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be against that. I feel like all of Hollywood is currently in the rock era. He's in every other movie on IMDb. Oh, yeah, he's, he's basically becoming the franchise player. No pun intended. He's in every franchise. Mm -hmm. So here's what Deadline wrote. Dwayne Johnson and the Warner Brothers theatrical session will serve as Marvel's opening act earlier in the day, with Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods getting their much-deserved close-ups on the Hall H stage. There's also buzz that Henry Cavill will put in a surprise appearance to talk up more Superman. So oh. Henry Cavill's rumoured to be there this weekend. So it's not even just, we're gonna have to wait until all the movies come out. That's gonna be their big reveal at the end of it. It's just like, oh, we've got one more thing. Out comes Henry Cavill to be like, I'm back as Superman. In those movies, or do you just think in general, like to announce another project? That's what we that's what we don't really know at the moment. Is just like, is he just at the end to be like, I'm back, you guys, or is this going to be? I, I think they'll probably just say that, mm. and then it's more of a tease for you to go and see Shazam and Black Adam to see which one of the two Henry Cavill pops up, or if he pops up in any of them. This week's big release is Where the Crawdads Sing, although Top Gun Maverick is also back in cinemas again, this time in 4DX, IMAX, ScreenX, and Super Screen. This is now its like third like re-release that it's had or sort of like rebirth because it had the re-release in IMAX and now it's being re-released again, this time in 4DX, Super Screen, and Screen X. Do you know why that is? Because it's dead good. Because it's freaking awesome. It's one of my favorite films of the year. I think it is genuinely, because I don't think I've talked about this on this you show. You haven't. It is genuinely one of the best action movies in a decade. It, the, the way it's paced out, it's so smart, the way it just gives you information. It is remarkably subtle for something that is so for, for in your top, face. For a Top Gun movie. Yes! <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and to see that in IMAX or 4DX, there are, like, there's, you'll just be doing this all the time, like a roller coaster ride if the seats are going back and forth, or Screen X with the... Big 270 degree thing. going all around you. So when I first saw it, I saw it in just regular old 2D, which we all love. We yeah, all love a regular love 2D, a 2D movie. Then when it was re-released in IMAX, I was like, oh, I'm going to go out of my way to go and watch this in IMAX because I didn't get to see that the first time around. Now I've got more options. I'll be like, maybe I will go and check this out in 4DX. But I will say IMAX is my 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 screening of choice, I would say, for something like, for, for something like Top Gun mm -hmm. Maverick. Because it is a movie, and I will say it again, I've said it before on this show, it's so good, it's quite annoyingly made the first film look good in retrospect. <laughs> I want the Screen X functionality to just have Miles Tellers' moustache <laughs> go all the way around me. You can also book tickets for Thor, Love and Thunder, Elvis, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Lightyear, The Black Phone, and Jurassic World Dominion. You saw Elvis uh, the other day. I did. I, I really enjoyed that too. It's a good period for movies at the moment. It's two hours, 40 minutes long, but it just whips past. It's edited at such a frantic pace. This is a Baz Luhrmann movie. It's a Baz Luhrmann <laughs> movie, and some bits are like Moulin Rouge, but Las Vegas is Paris, <laughs> and he's going through all the signs and the neon. It's a, it's a really, really good movie. And you know what? I think that Elvis guy had some decent songs. I think he had a handful, yeah. It's nice that, like, you know, this forgotten artist is getting a bit more of a It's about, a it's about time, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what is your pick of the week? I'm not going to choose Top Gun Maverick. Although, you know, yeah. I'm going to go for Elvis. It's my pick of the week yeah. as well, off your recommendation. Mm. You've seen it and you've loved it. Uh, Laurie, as well, who uh, works in the office, has said that he saw it and it was one of his favourite films of the year. He said it was Baz Luhrmann's best movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's up there. Your review of Elvis also features the fact that it's two hours and 40 minutes. And that's two hours and 40 minutes in an air-conditioned cinema. It's genuinely why I went to see it. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not going to see it at the weekend. We're saving it for Tuesday. The hottest day of the yeah. year we're going to get. But like, you know, it's still going to be a very hot period of time here in the summer. We've got a very hot British summer coming our way. So a good way to escape that is to go into a cinema. Enjoy that wonderful air conditioning. Get yourself a little icy, mm. maybe even like an iced latte from Starbucks or something like that. It's money off there with your unlimited cards. So yeah, a really good place to go cool off. Tickets are also on sale for DC League of Super Pets, Fisherman's Friend, One and All, and a movie I'm really, really excited for. This might be one of my most anticipated movies of the year, Bullet Train. Yeah, from the director of Deadpool 2, who's got... It, it just looks like Deadpool with Brad Pitt and no superheroes. It's gangsters instead. Yeah. So I'm very, very up for this. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I love Brad Pitt. Mm. Uh, I've been on a bullet train. So I, uh, I'm probably going to be there like, I recognise that. Yeah, I know that. I can recognise these sorts of sights and sounds. I'm really, really looking forward to it. The bullet train title, of course, they're called bullet trains because they go very, very fast. But it's also because there's a gun on board. No. Oh, what? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's how they came up with the name. Tickets are also on sale for Prima Facies Encore performances all over this coming weekend and Westlife live at Wembley Stadium 2022. It's your favourite Westlife song. Westlife's back. Oh, right. That one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That no, one's good. Another good with Backstreet Boys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. West Up Your Life. <laughs> West Up Your Life. West Up Your Life. All of those songs. I'm a review from yet from Thor Love and Thunder either because you've, you've seen that in the pictures. <laughs> yeah, but I got accidentally a little bit tipsy. Mm -hmm. I, I had a few too many before I went in yeah. because I just got excited. Because it was a new Thor movie. It was a new Thor movie and afterwards my mate told me, yeah, you did get a bit excited. <laughs> yeah, everyone else was just after work, we were in the pub and they were just drinking normally. And I was, t apparently I was talking really fast and just also sipping after every sentence. Just the excitement <laughs> of seeing Hemsworth on screen. I, I was, it caught me by surprise. I was just really, really up for the movie. Yeah. So when I watched it, I do need to watch it again, but I, in the cab home, uh, I just, my lady partner was like, yeah, I liked it, I liked it a lot. And I was like, you, give it the respect it deserves. I was almost yelling at her in the back. I was like, that is an auteur movie. <laughs> you got to respect it. Respect it for being Taika Waititi's vision in a studio system. This is a rare treat of art. I think we're getting that more in phase four than, than we have done previously. Yeah, Black Widow. Well, I mean, you could say it's an auteur movie. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'm also. I've had this conversation with Dan as well recently. I had it with my wife the other day because clearly it's something I've seen that has been irking me, and I'm, I'm pushing back on it. But no one is actually really that irked by it, so I'm just more pushing back mm. on something that people aren't that bothered about. I see it on movie websites a lot, which is Phase Four needs to do something. And I, I just push back on it massively. There isn't the long-term direction yet, I guess. But the long-term direction of Phase 1, I guess you had everyone coming together yeah. for the it, it, Justice League, whatever it was called. It took, like, Endgame 
12 years mm. to, to get, for us to get to that point. I think it's, I think it's unfair for us to be like in, in eight months to be like, well, this hasn't done anything yet. Well, I did, from the very first movie of phase one, you had the setup of something larger. Mm. And right now, it feels like everyone is just doing their own thing. You're right, the there's, multiverse is a really small idea. <laughs> that they have. But there's, there's been no sort of establishment of a major looming threat amongst all the different movies. Kang has been introduced as to be like the master and ruler of the multiverse. Yeah. Well, shine a bit more. <laughs> just saying, I just pushed back on this idea. But back on Thor, Love and Thunder, I really, really liked it. I think Gore might be up there. I think Marvel are finally doing villains right, mm. is something we can say for phase four, and you know, shortly before. Is that like um, Ray Winston in Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> <Black> <laughs> All right, all right, comrade. Give me your vodka, will ya? I'm Russian! Can't you tell by my voice? Uh, the... Yeah, I just thought it was really, really good. Gore might be one of my favourite villains in the MCU. I, I'm, I, maybe he was a bit underserved, but he did have a complete journey. I just thought some of the visuals in it, the stuff with... The Shadow Realm stuff. Yeah, awesome. Jane Foster. And the, I, I seen one of the criticisms being there's too many jokes. And I interpret that as an intentional thing because that's how Thor is dealing with a lot of trauma. Mm. I, I don't see it as... I, I, I see the jokes as actually quite heartbreaking. And everyone's like, mm, another joke. But they cut me. <laughs> because I know they're crying behind those jokes. That's well, how I take it. That's actually really, I hadn't considered that, mm. but I really like that as a, as a thesis. Uh, so unfortunately, all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast, though. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. You can check out all the movies that we've discussed in the links in the podcast description. Back next week. Dan will be here next week, unfortunately, yeah. for other people. Um, but yeah, we'll see you then. I've been Luke Cohen. I've been Ollie Davis. And that's what's on. 